following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, we're going to dive right into the Word of God today. We're in the final week of a three-part series that we've entitled Gaining Ground. And the first week, we really talked about the importance of gaining ground in our life. And then last week, we looked specifically at gaining ground in our relationships and, and how to gain ground together and move towards everything that, ha- that God has for us instead of moving in the opposite direction. And today, I, w- I want to talk in this same vein, but I want to move to a kind of a different area. I want to look at an area today where I feel like many people get stuck. Like we want to gain ground, we want to move life forward, we want to move towards the thing that God has in store for us, but, but there's generally, and it's not always, but in the, in the course of my conversation and counseling with people and just talking about life, there seems to be a, a sticking point for a lot of people uh, in this gaining ground and moving towards the plans that God has for our lives, and really it's a place where you know, back in my, my teenage days, we used to do, um, we used to go mudding. Like we'd get in like these big trucks and just go find some random property like that now there's houses built on. But, and we would just go and just, just throw mud everywhere. You know, the, the vehicles would get stuck. We'd have to, to get them out. But this is kind of like life, right? Where you find yourself just spinning and you can't gain traction and you're wondering why. And I think today... Uh, We're going to get a little insight through the Word of God as to why this happens so much uh, in our lives. But but to do that, I want to take your your attention and draw it to uh, Psalm chapter 16 because we're on a journey. We understand this, that we are on on this this journey and this walk with God. And I want to show you what David would write or, or this song or this prayer that he would that he would write in Psalm chapter 16. He says this, he says, you will show me the path of life. You're revealing to me, right, the the way of life, the path, this progression, the steps that we need to take in life. And in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So what What we can deduct from this is that there is a progression. There are steps on this path and on this journey that we're supposed to be taking. And as a church, we feel really, really strongly about this idea of moving life forward and gaining ground on this spiritual journey that we're on. We believe that God is moving us, that God is not calling us to to be stagnant in life, but he's got more for us no matter where you are on the journey. He's got more for you. There's always more ground to gain. And I want to talk to you for just a second, um, really about this, this journey that as a church, you hear us talk about a lot, but this is the path that we just learned about, that there's this path, and we have a, we have a path that we want all of us to be on, and I want to walk you through that very quickly this morning. Uh, we feel so strongly about it that it's at the core of who we are, that this spiritual journey that we, we are all walking, and you hear us talk about it, but let me, let me bring some clarity to it. The first part to this path, and they, they all build on each other, okay? But the first thing as a church, we want, for our church family, we want you to, A, know God. Not know him here. That's great, but we want you to know him here. 
We want you to have a vibrant, real relationship with your heavenly Father. We want you to know, to know God, a relationship where his power and his spirit are alive on the inside of you. And that you're walking in that every day. The second part of this journey, and once again, they build on each other, is that we want you to find freedom. We want you to find freedom. Just because you know God doesn't mean that all the junk in your life is automatically gone. You can know God and still carry around a lot of baggage in your world. And so we want you to know God, but then we want you to find freedom from all of the stuff and the pain of your past, right? To get over that thing that if it was gone would make your life so much better. Right, things, things like a, a habit, things like your past, things like an addiction, maybe a, a secret sin or, or shame or guilt. We want you to find, find freedom. You got to know God and then you got to find freedom. And then the third thing that, you, that we believe you have to do on this journey, and it's all a part of this journey of gaining ground, it's discovering your purpose. Knowing who you are and why you were created and why you were put on this earth is so key. It's the thing that motivates you to get out of bed in the morning, right? right? Knowing, knowing your purpose, and in just a moment, we're going to spend a little bit of time here. But then the fourth thing, after you discover your purpose, is now we get a chance to go make a difference. Amen. We get to make a difference in the lives of other people. And so this is, this is the progression, and you never stop this. You're, you're, you're always moving along this journey because we, we understand that you are truly alive. And secular psychologists have come to the realization in Maslow's hierarchy of needs that it used to be when you, when you attain a certain amount that that was the, the peak, but now they've, they've come up with a new word that's called transcendence. And it's when you move beyond yourself, when you do something for other people, is when you truly feel alive on the inside. So when you discover your purpose, then you can go make a difference and do something that just, just makes you just wake up and say, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about you, but do you ever get tired of waking up in the morning and dreading to go do whatever it is that you have to do? That's not the kind of life that God called us to. He's called us to a life that wakes you up in the morning and says, I get to go do this. To, I get to go find somebody and make a difference in their life. But here's the problem, that there's a sticking point on this journey for a lot of people. That we, we, we progress on this journey and then we, we change from gaining ground and move back to giving ground or staying stagnant. And, and this, is, this is not the journey and the steps that God has in mind for us. And a lot of times, here's what I found, a lot of times it deals with not knowing your purpose. This is the sticking point for a lot of people, is not knowing your purpose. And let me just tell you, we just read in Psalm 16 that the most fun you will ever have the most fun you will ever have in your life is when you know who you are and you know the steps along the way. When you know why God has created you, when you understand the steps that God is creating you along the path, there is what fullness of joy. 
Once again, if you're living for God and you're not full of joy, you're doing it wrong. Come on, this life is meant to be an amazing life, an abundant life. Not a bogged down in the mud, spinning your wheels, giving ground type of life. And yet so much and so many of us are settling for way less than what God has designed for us. Because last time I checked, Jesus paid the highest price for you. So we might as well go ahead and receive all that he has for us. Come on, if he died on a cross for you, why would you receive anything less than his best for your life? Why would you settle for anything less than what he's got in store for you and for me? So when we're talking about this idea of gaining ground and getting stuck along the journey somewhere, a lot of times it has to do with us not knowing our purpose or being just, just finding an issue with our purpose. And so I want to give you three reasons, and I call them pitfalls, pitfalls to your purpose. Three reasons why I believe many people don't know what their purpose is. And the first is simply this, is that you're confused. That's okay, you're confused. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 tells us that we are the body of Christ. But some of us are confused as to which part of the body that we are. Can you imagine? Think about this. Can you imagine if you were created and designed to be an ear, but you're acting like a foot? And you want to be a foot, you're trying to make it a foot, but God has in store for you to be an ear. The body doesn't function properly when we don't know our purpose, when we're all functioning and doing other things than what God intended us to do. Imagine in a body how that would work and how that would look, and it's the same It's the same thing, so there's confusion to it. The second one is this, and this is a big one. It's the word comparison. See, for a lot of us, we don't know our purpose because we're too focused on everybody else's purpose. Well, look what they're doing, sweetheart. Come on, you're going to be miserable in your life comparing your life and your purpose to somebody else's calling. You will always be miserable desiring somebody else's portion when you have your own to pursue. God's got something special and unique in mind for you. Walk and follow after what God is calling you to. Stop worrying about your neighbors. They're broke too. Just because they have a nice car in the driveway don't mean they can pay for it. And the third third reason I think a lot of us, a pitfall to our purpose is that we're pursuing a purpose that is a counterfeit. Oh, you're, you're pursuing a purpose. It's just not God's purpose, it's your purpose. But this is what I want to do. Oh, oh, good. Go ahead. See, you see you just chasing your tail? That's because that's your purpose. Why you can't ever get ahead. Why you can't just continue to gain ground, but you keep gaining ground and then giving ground and then gaining ground and then giving ground. It's because you're chasing a purpose, but it's not God's purpose. It's your purpose. And it never works out well, I'm telling you. It never works out as well as it should when you're chasing 
your own desires and your own purpose because here's the crazy thing about the God that we serve is that he's got more in store for you than you could even begin to dream up in your mind. Your mind can't comprehend the goodness that he has in store for you. Oh, but I got a pretty good plan for my life. Oh, yeah, 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 just, just find out his will for your life. And it will be so much greater than anything you dreamed up on your own. And this is a huge value for us, this knowing, knowing God, finding freedom, discovering purpose, and, and making a difference in the lives of other people. It is a value to us as a church. And we have a system in place because it's so important to us. We have a system in place to keep you moving along the path, to keep you gaining ground instead of giving ground. And you hear us talk about it week after week after week. It's called growth track. This is, this is one of the systems that we have in place to keep you moving in the right direction instead of moving in the wrong direction. And its whole purpose, let me just let the cat out of the bag. Its whole purpose is to help you discover your purpose. Why? Because so many of us get stuck in this part of the journey. So in Growth Track, that happens every Sunday during our 11 a.m. service, we dig into your design, to how God created you. And when you start digging in to how God designed you, it starts to reveal God's destiny for you. It's amazing how it works that when, when we look at how we're made, it points to what you're supposed to do. But a lot of times we don't take the time to look at how we were created. We answer questions like this, what what abilities do you naturally possess? What are you primarily motivated to do? What are your inward desires? Because here's the beauty of it. A lot of times God put those there. Let's just see if they match up with God's plan. Where does your life produce the most? Like when, when you start doing things and you put your hand to it, you start seeing fruit from it. What does that look like for you? What are those areas of your life? What are others? What are like mentors or people in your life that you trust, what are they affirming in you that you may not see in you, but they look at your life and how you live and they say, wow, Johnny, you, man, like when you, when you open up and talk to people, something, just a light clicks for them. They, they just come alive when you begin to share your story with it. What, what is it that other people in your life affirm in you? And so this is, this is the whole purpose of Growth Track is that you will start to understand and figure out how and why God created you to do whatever it is that he's calling you to do. And so if you feel stuck along the journey, searching for your purpose and trying to figure out how and why God created you, I want to give you some areas to start looking for. If you're trying to find your purpose, okay, I want to show you, there's, a, there's several different ways throughout the pages of Scripture, but I want to highlight just a few of them today, that if you're trying to find your purpose, that you might want to start looking in these areas or start recognizing these areas. In the first place that, that God reveals his purpose, and, and we see this in the pages of Scripture, is the call of purpose from birth. Some of you feel this in your life from a, from a very early stage. You, you've had this sense of like, man, I just, I know that I'm supposed to do this. Like, wow, I just, I can't shake it. 
I knew, I, just, I knew when I was six years old that I was going to do this, that, that God was, and you couldn't really even put your finger on exactly what that was, but there was something on the inside of you that says, ooh, I gotta, that's, I knew, I just knew that that's what I was gonna end up doing. And I think one of the, the greatest examples of this throughout the word of God is the prophet Jeremiah. And God, God is speaking to Jeremiah the very first chapter, and he says this, he says in verse 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Watch, watch, watch. Before you were born, before you were born, before he even made you, the purpose was ahead of you. Before you were even, he didn't, he didn't, you weren't born and he didn't say, hmm, what should I do with little Johnny? No, no, no. Before you were even formed, God had a purpose and a plan in mind for you. I don't know about you, but that fires me up. The purpose was first and then he made you because he had the purpose. So Jeremiah says, in verse 6, sovereign Lord, I don't know how. This is where so, so many of us are. We talk ourselves out of our own calling. God is calling us to the, but God, I don't know. I mean, do you know what I do? Do you know? You know I'm not talented. You know I don't, you know I'm too young. You know I don't have what it takes. I don't know how. I know what you're calling me to, but we talk ourselves out of it. what Jeremiah did. He says, I'm too young. I can't do that. Me? No. No. And God says, oh, you. Yeah. You. He says, don't say that. I don't, I don't want those words to come out of your mouth, but here's what I want from you. I want you to go wherever I send you. And whatever I command you, don't be afraid of them because I'm going to be with you. That's the kind of God that we serve, that he's got purpose ahead of you. And he, if he's called you to it, he's going to give you strength to walk to it. That's the kind of God that we serve. So some of you maybe are, are feeling something and you have, since you were a little kid, this, this call to do something greater with your life. You've, you've sensed it for years and you've been running from it. It's been in you since you were born. Guess what? God's not giving up on you. He's still chasing after you. It's time for some of us in the room that feel that to turn around and run after him and the things that he has in store for you with everything that you have. So the second, second place that I want you to start looking for the plans and the purposes of God is simply what I call hourglass revelation it's when your purpose is revealed incrementally when you you may not know exactly the destination but you know moment by moment and as we read the pages of scripture we read the story of Joseph and he fits this to a T all he gets is a dream he gets a dream and he sees the nations bowing down and he sees his own brothers bowing down to worship him. And, and he makes a great move here. He tells his brothers, 
Brothers don't take kindly to that. Hey, hey, bro, there's going to come a day when you're going to worship me. Oh, yeah, really? There's going to come a day I'm going to punch you in the nose. That's about it. And he tells his brothers, and it wouldn't be long because of his brothers that he finds himself in a pit sold into slavery. And he ends up in a house in Egypt, and then he ends up in prison for many of his adult life years. And everything about his life, listen carefully, everything about his life, he's called by God and he's called of God, but everything in his life seems to be moving away from God. Nothing seems to be going according to plan. Like what in the world is happening? And many of us in the room have interpreted the same scenario in the wrong way. And as his story begins to progress, you're familiar with it, we find out that God would use every wrong turn and what came from it would have only happened because of all the crazy twists and turns that seemed to be moving him in the opposite direction, but they were actually being used by God in his story. In other words, let me bring it to our vernacular today. Well, he thought my marriage is messed up and I'm I'm divorced, I'm carrying around shame and guilt and frustration. Can I tell you that God wants to use your shame and your guilt and your frustration to help somebody else that might be going through the same thing? And now we find Joseph is second in command to Pharaoh and because there's a famine in the land, his brothers find themselves in a position where they are They are standing in front of him, but they don't recognize who is before them. And when Joseph reveals himself to his brothers, he says this to them, you intended to harm me. You thought that that divorce, you thought that that bankruptcy, you thought that that failed business attempt was going to just be the end of me. You tried to harm me. No, no, no. But God intended all of that for good. All the wrong turns, all all the times when you were like, what in the world? How is this? Come on, many of you find yourself in this situation. You feel called by God, but, but everything you do, you seem to be moving further away. Like it just isn't working out. Can I tell you, if God has called you to it, stay to it. If God has put that desire in your heart and given that purpose to you, don't give up on it now. Today is not the day to quit when you feel like you don't even have a chance. When it seems so far off, don't throw in the towel. God is using, God is using every wrong turn. He's using every twist and turn and every crazy situation. Come on, I just believe that you're going to look at the enemy one day and say, I know that you meant to harm me with all of this, but what you meant for evil, my God, he meant for good. And he's using it. Incrementally, your purpose is revealed. And the third is simply this. The way that God reveals his purpose is through open doors. In other words, God sometimes will only reveal his purpose when you take a a step through an open door of opportunity. You see an open door of opportunity and you think, what's on the other side of that? The only way you find out is by walking through it. 
by taking a leap of faith that says, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but I'm just so tired of being stuck and stagnant and going backwards. That I, it, it's going to be, no matter what's in front of me, it's going to be better than where I'm at now. And so I'm going to move forward. And I'll quickly give you a biblical example of this. Her name is Esther, a Jewish woman in a Babylonian culture. She's a misfit, if you will. And the king at the time wanted to show off his wife in front of all these people that he had at a dinner party. And his wife said, "Uh, you ain't doing that. Nope. Well, he gets frustrated and he fires her as queen. All right. I didn't even know you could do that. And through a beauty pageant of sorts, he ends up picking Esther as his new queen. While at the same time, there's a a guy in the king's cabinet that is trying to kill off all the Jewish people. And Esther's uncle, Mordecai, he tells her, he says, sweetheart, listen, let me tell you why you won the beauty pageant. It wasn't so that you could be queen. It was so that you would have a voice into the king's ear. You're beautiful, you got a lot of things, but that's not the reason you won the beauty pageant. And Esther in 4 and 14, here's what we find out. Here's what he tells her. He says, listen, if you remain silent, if you don't walk through this open door of opportunity right now, the relief and the deliverance for the Jews will rise from another place and you're going to die and be annihilated with all of them. And it goes on to say, who knew? Who knew? knew that the reason why you have this open door opportunity, you were born for such a time as this. You were born to walk through this open door of opportunity and do what I've called you to do. See, sometimes we have an open door stand before us, but we're so scared of what lies on the other side of the door We're so scared to walk into unchartered territory that we stay stuck in where we are. And God says, I'm trying to reveal my purpose to you, but it's going to require you to take just a little step of faith and see what's on the other side of this open door of opportunity. God's doing his best to give you opportunities. And you'll never know until you take a step of faith We seek God, he gives opportunity, and we step into it. We step into it. We step into it. It's moving. It's gaining ground. We're going forward. We're not looking back. And the fourth and final way that that I feel like God reveals his purpose that I want you to start looking for And it's probably happened to some of you in the room today without question. And there's just, I I don't know a better way to say it, but just a straight up God encounter. Just a bow. Like where you, you know what I'm talking, like you're walking, have you ever seen those videos on social media of people that are walking like a a glass back door, they're just walking, boom, they think the door's open and they just run right into it. I don't know why y'all, other people falling makes me laugh. That kind of stuff floors me. God's not done with me. He's still working on me. So if you trip in the church, I'm, if I laugh, I apologize. It just make, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm like, but I might if I know you didn't hurt yourself. 
But like one of those moments where like you're just going along and then boom, you just ran, run right into the door and you're like, what just hit me? This is the, the kind of God encounter. This is the way that sometimes God reveals his purpose to us. The best example I can find of this is in Acts chapter 9 with a character by the name of, of Saul. You know him as Paul, perhaps. He's killing Christians and he goes to the high priest and he's asking for papers to continue to kill Christians. I want to be your hitman. It's basically what he's, let me, let me kill them all. And he's on a road to Damascus heading to kill more Christians. And verse 3 says, and suddenly. You know what I'm praying for some of you today? That you would have a suddenly moment. That you would just be going about your day and boom, God would just knock you off of your horse. That God would just so in such a way encounter you that you can't even begin to question what in the world just happened. You would step back and say, oh my goodness, that was God. That wasn't me. That wasn't my wife. That wasn't some, I couldn't dream this up. That was God that stopped me in my tracks. Suddenly, can I tell you, we can do, we can create an environment. We can sing great worship songs. Pastor Rex can preach great messages, but we can't do a suddenly moment. That's a God thing, man. When God just says, hey, 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 what in the, hey, hey, right here, I need you to focus, I need you to see, I need you to just stop, where he gets a hold of you, where he grabs you by the shoulders and says, hey, you are my child, and the way that you're living your life is moving you in a direction that is not, you're hurting, you're frustrated, I've come to just, to encounter you in a real way. Listen, a lot of times God doesn't do the same thing again. He may not do it. This, he may not knock you off of your horse, but he's going to have a guy. He's going to have a suddenly moment with you where you know without a shadow of a doubt. Maybe this is how he's revealing his purpose to you. And suddenly a light from heaven flashed and he fell to the ground and he heard a voice. Saul. You're not killing Christians, buddy. You're killing me. What are you, well, what's going on? Why are you so broken? What's going on in your world that's causing you to move in this direction? And he said, who are you, Lord? He says, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Now, I love this. He says, now get up. Get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Now get up and go and I'll tell you what to do. You notice, you notice that God didn't write him off. Like, can you imagine like a greater crime especially then, but even now? Can you imagine? And he doesn't write him off and say, hey, I'm not knocking you off your horse to kill you because I'm so frustrated with you. Look at what you've done to my people. He calls him. 
He doesn't kill him. He calls him in spite of everything that he had done. He calls him to something so much greater. I've got good news for somebody in the house today. I don't know what the fruit of your life and the tree of your life has been producing. But God has not written you off. In spite of all your failures, in spite of all your mistakes, he has not written you off. But I'm telling you today, he is calling you. There's a mo I just have a feeling that some of you in the room are, are feeling the gentle whispers of the Holy Spirit saying, hey, this is your moment to get up and to go. To get up and to go to where I'm calling. Stop. Listen, I know you feel like you're just laid out on the ground right now. I know that you just had an encounter with me that's leaving your head spinning, but you can't stay there either. I need you to get up and I'm calling you into something that is so much greater than where you've been. Would you stand with me all across the room today? I'm praying for a suddenly moment. A suddenly moment. I'm praying for some of us in the room today that God has tried to reveal his purpose, but you won't take that step of faith to walk through an open door. You've been comparing your life to other people and your call and your purpose to other people. Maybe you've been chasing something. You've been chasing a purpose, but it's not God's purpose. And you're wondering why you're not fulfilled. It's because you're chasing your own purpose. You will never be fulfilled chasing your own purpose. You will run round and round and round, lap and lap and lap around the track and never be happy because you're not chasing something of meaning. You're chasing something that's gonna be gone in just a moment. See, purpose and God's purpose is a beautiful thing. Some of you feel like you've been on a roller coaster spiritually. Your life is up and down. One moment you love the Lord. Ah. And then the next weekend, you're out doing whatever it was that you just went, said, oh, oh, oh. Can I tell you why? I, I, I just have a feeling. It's because you don't know your purpose. Lack of purpose creates a roller coaster spiritually. Lack of purpose creates a roller coaster of desire. When things are good, I love the Lord. Oh, God, I love you. But when things are bad, you're ready to throw in the towel. It's because you don't know your purpose. Because when you know your purpose, look, think about people in your life that, that you know that are driven that says, oh, I've got this calling to move towards this. They wake up every, it doesn't matter how hard the journey is. It doesn't matter what lies ahead of them. They know what God has called them to. If you're looking for consistency, in your walk with God along the journey as you gain ground, you've got to discover your purpose. Yes. Yes. 
And when you know what God is calling you to do, you're going to start seeing a consistency in your walk. You're not going to see the high highs and the low lows, but you're going to see this natural incline where you just begin to gain ground in ways that you've never seen before. You're going to start saying, well, I'm never going back. I don't know how I used to give up this ground because I know what God is calling me to. And the beauty of it is, once you know that, then you can move to making a difference in the lives of other people. If you want to really be fulfilled, know your purpose and then go make a difference in somebody else's life. And watch how fulfilling life becomes. So maybe you're in the room today. I want to pray for some of us today that are confused on our purpose. I pray that God would give you eyes to see and ears to hear those gentle whispers of God sometimes, but then also recognize that window face planting moment where you know without a shadow of a doubt that that was God. I just, ha- listen, I just have a feeling that you're going to start to see some things. You're going to start to see some purpose in your life. You're going to start waking up with a sense of purpose. Your spouse is going to look at you and say, why in the world are you so happy at 6 a.m.? Baby, I know what God has called me to. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to chase after it with everything that I have. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want to embarrass anybody in the room today, but if you're in this place, maybe you're watching online And you would say, Pastor Brad, I'm struggling with my purpose. If that's you, would you just slip your hand in the air? Yeah. Wow. Lord, right now, God, you see every individual represented by a lifted hand. God, you know exactly what's going on. God, you know every trick of the enemy that they have tried to create this shame and this guilt and this lack of purpose in our life, I pray right now that you would show us, God, whatever it is, God, I know it's gonna be different for everybody. I know you have a way of showing up in so many different ways, but whatever that is, that you would make your purpose known to us today. That we would discover why we were made. God, the the question is not, is there purpose? The purpose was before we were even born. The purpose is there. We've just got to figure out what it is. And God, I pray that you would help us today to see that, that you created us for so much more than what we're living, that chasing our own purpose will lead us to frustration, that it will lead us to a roller coaster spiritually, that it will lead us to gaining one one step and moving two steps back but a life following after your purpose that's what we desire God a steady consistent walk with you where we're moving towards the things that you have in store for us today and God I pray that you would bless us today as we pursue everything that you're calling us to and here's my prayer Lord once we understand that purpose that you would bless everything that we put our hands to 
God, when we understand the purpose that you're calling to, when we begin to walk in that direction, I pray that you would bless it right now in the name of Jesus, that open doors would be revealed in our life and we would step through them boldly and confidently because we know you're calling us to it. Be with us on the journey as we gain ground in our walk with you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray and everybody said amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for Jesus? Yeah. Hey, so here's your homework this week, okay? I like to give you a little, just a little easy homework. It ain't going to take much time. I just want you to recognize those moments. How is God revealing his purpose to you? Maybe you already know your purpose. I want you to go back and recognize it and say, God, this is how you revealed your purpose to me. And if you're still looking for it, if you're still trying to find your purpose, I want you to be aware and start looking for God to reveal his plans and his purpose in your life because he absolutely will. Hey, thank you for being in church today. God bless you. Have a great rest of the day. Go watch the Super Bowl. Who cares who wins? It's not the Cowboys. God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you Wednesday night.